0: The big thing is that with the millennials, they are liking more portability. We need to stick to that. Multifamily will stay here. The demand is so high.
1: Welcome to Passive Wealth Strategies for Busy Professionals, the show that teaches you and other busy pros how to grow your wealth so you can live life on your own terms. I'm your host, Taylor Lote. Our guest today is Vinny Chopra. With a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering, Vinny entered the George Washington University to seek a Master of Business Administration degree in marketing and advertising. He sold Bibles and educational books door-to-door to support his studies, excelling both in the classroom and outside because of his work ethic and overwhelmingly positive attitude. There's a reason Vinny's nickname is Mr. Smiles, which is evident just through hearing the demeanor in his voice. He's Always believed in individuals' ability to shape the world around them through positive thought and selfless actions. And he's always been a passionate, motivational speaker and teacher for over three decades. After getting a taste of sales and marketing while pursuing his MBA, Vinny decided to leave engineering altogether and become a motivational speaker and fundraiser. He worked tirelessly to build clientele that would work with him annually to raise the funds to meet their goals and dreams. Vinny, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Taylor. It's such a pleasure to be with you again. It's my opportunity and a good fortune. Thank you.
1: You I'm always happy to talk to you. And like your nickname is definitely relevant or appropriate because you definitely are a smiling, happy guy. So always makes my day better. And before we got on the recording, you were telling me about, I didn't mention your awesome resume related to syndicated real estate. You're telling me about some of the purchases, acquisitions, and sales you're going through right now. And just to give some of the listeners out there an idea of your real estate experience, you know, tell us what you're up to right now, what you're selling and and what you're doing in the future.
0: Totally, totally, Taylor. Actually, we've been, you know, doing syndication of multifamily for about 14 years now. And uh, I'm really happy that we have closed the cycle, we call it, because as the investors put their money in 50000 100000 or 200000 they want to know, Winnie, when I'm going to get my money back, right? That's their <laughs> number one thing. And we tell them anywhere from three years to seven years. And actually, we even started to say a little bit longer now in our new acquisitions, saying that, you know, probably seven to 10 years because of the market changes and the interest rate going up and down and things like that but we did close on four properties already. And one was about a month and a half back where we gave 39% IRR over six years and three months. So- That
1: is incredible.
0: (laughs) You know, the investors who gave us like $100,000 to invest six years or so back, they got their 100,000 back a couple of months back. And not only that, they also got, 39,000, 39,000, 39,000, 39,000. You know, again, they get the cash flow when we are operating the property. Then the gain of the property was so huge that the IRR increased when you put them back up per year. So 39 was the total returns of the internal rate of return per year for the investors. They were very happy. Then we sold another one in Seguin, Texas. That was a great one. We just gave the money back to the investors after four and a half years. Then we sold another two, which was actually within about two years. Can you believe that one? And then wow. we are selling two more. So there'll be six, actually. We are selling just in the you know four or five months, I would say. It takes about 75 to 90 days to close, as you know, once you get a sales contract under the gun and everything. This one is really cool. I would love to share that to your audience. That's south of Houston. We purchased it about three and a half years back. Our assets, and we are selling one in NASA area, which is, um, you know, it's a pretty good gain. Bought for about nine million, selling for 12.5. Another one, which is my really good feather in the cap, is the one in Freeport, Texas, 3.550. We bought it at, and there were 16 burnt units. We built them back up, renovated the property, new swimming pool, new residence center, all that. We put one point five million, let's say, give or take, into it. So we are about four point nine the base, you know, and we got a contract at four eight point six million. So my investors are gonna be really having a great Christmas here coming (laughs) (laughs) up.
1: That's awesome. So that's where you are now. You're selling off a lot of properties. Moving forward, what are you looking for? A lot of people are saying it's harder to find opportunities out there. There are a lot of people looking to buy multifamily. You know, as as someone who, you know, you've seen a couple market cycles, where do you think we are now? And what are you looking to do moving forward? Are you still doing multifamily deals? And what can we learn from you?
0: I really believe that multifamily is here to stay with the biggest heart. You know, I mean, all the research says that. Our population of millennials, you know, which is increasing and the baby boomers like me and others who are kind of retiring, but I'm not retiring for next 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's good to have purpose in life to, you know, I really believe in 30, 30, 30, which is 30 years of the first life we get our degrees and job and get ready. And then we get married towards the late 20s and then 30 to 60, we build our nest egg And, you know, kids have grown up and all and they leave. And now from 60 to 90, we need to focus on ourselves more, giving back to the society, making a positive, significant, you know, difference in the lives of people. So that's where I am. I'm in the 60 to 90 phase. But the thing is, you got to stimulate your mind every day. you got to have a purpose in life, getting up, taking care of body, medical morning, which a lot of people, your audience have heard. They should really look into that, you know, YouTube, just a miracle morning. And there are great, great videos for free. And that really aligns us every morning for doing the yoga and paying gratitude and things like that. And just get excited about that day and write down what are the three important things I must do today, you know, and three activities that's going to bring huge results, I call it. 8020 rule or 7030 rule whatever we could say so that's very very important the biggest thing is that at this time of the market where we are as you know it's a hot market in most all the areas if you go to dallas fort worth area go to houston go to san antonio austin atlanta go to tennessee go to ohio go to north carolina south carolina florida i mean you know, everywhere and i miss that provo utah and Salt Lake City, and then go to the East Coast, West Coast, where I live near San Francisco. Everything is untouchable, you know, Los Angeles and then Seattle and Portland. But I really believe one needs to stay in this market and be talking to brokers and, you know, try to establish even more relationship with brokers, because as the market adjusts and it's going to adjust here, here coming up, interest rates have gone Little bit higher now. We don't get 4.14% or 3.75% anymore. It's almost five, five and a quarter. It might even inch a little bit higher. That's going to really increase the cap rates because the downward pressure is going to be on the seller's expectations, I call it. Because at this time, they're saying there are thinking that a lot of people are just trying to get this properties, you know, and there's a lot more euphoria that I want to get into a deal. We should just wait, you know, a little bit of adjustment, have the money ready with your investors for us syndicators, you know, soft commitments, I call it, you know, with the investors, send them some studies, send them some positive news about why multifamily or self-storage is another one we are looking into now, a little bit more. And then some of the other things that I like, you know, mobile home parks, I've not been a big proponent of it, but that's something our company is also looking into. So the big thing is that with the millennials, they are liking more portability. We need to stick to that. Multifamily will stay here. The demand is so high and we don't have new units coming in. So each MSA area, metro, uh, metro area, so we should stay there and then branch out more. Like we were in Texas, we are into Georgia now, we are going to Florida, we are going to Tennessee, we are going into Indiana, Kentucky, all these areas. I like those side, northeast side, you know.
1: You've done quite a few deals in this current up market, and it sounds like right now you're looking at a few other asset types and then branching out in terms of geographic location as long as you stay in multifamily. Now, for the passive investors out there, we're still receiving deals from syndicators, but we may or may not be expert at determining whether a particular deal is sound. Say if somebody's new out there that hasn't invested passively in syndications before, somebody that is experienced that just wants to learn from your experience syndicating, you know, what are you seeing now in terms of less experienced syndicators making mistakes in, say, either their underwriting or you know, whatever? Like, Where are you seeing the mistakes being made by people who are newer in multifamily and then as passive investors? What are some potential ways we can protect ourselves from some of that downside?
0: Very good question, Taylor. I mean, I definitely will say doing the background checks and the track record. It's so important right now because a lot of syndicators, new ones actually, not to take away their training and everything, but they are so excited and they want to get into a property so badly. And it's so difficult because when I look at the underwriting, you could change very small number in the underwriting template. And it can make numbers look great. (laughs) You know, just one assumption of the cap rate for us to say, okay, we are buying it at seven cap rate, let's say, and by the time we sell it in three to seven years, five years, it's 5.5 or (laughs) even lower. That can make the numbers go haywire. And I mean, if the investors don't look through that, that can be a big problem. The other things are the assumptions of increase in rents. See, some of the time, new syndicators, they are taught, hey, every time it's going to increase by 3% or they hear that last year it increased by 10%, the rents, let me just take a little bit, or occupancy, assumption or occupancy can really make things haywire. Again, just by saying, you know, it's not going to be 10% vacant. But it's gonna be only five or three percent. I've seen some, you know, across my desk these assumptions, even the performer numbers, which we don't look into performer, actual numbers we should see. Assumptions by brokers saying that, oh, it's gonna be only three percent vacancy. That's just ridiculous. Wow. You know, we need to really be on the other side to make it a much higher, you know, safety factor is the word. So I think answer your question. First of all, please look at their track record, how long they've been in it. Is their first deal, second deal, third deal, and how much they got the returns? What's their current portfolio looks like? You could ask for anything because it's hard-earned money. $50,000, 100000 200000 is hard-earned money. Once you fill out the paperwork, the private placement memorandum, it says all over the place, you will lose. You can lose all your money. I mean, you know, that's how the attorneys drafted. So you got to be really doing your own due diligence for the passive investors, I'm saying, to look at all the different things and make sure that you're not sucked into very high returns. At this time, there are no high returns, I'm telling you. I mean, there are no high returns. Many of the people I've seen, they're getting into cash on cash of 5%. Now 5%, but they're giving 7%. To the investors, how could that happen? Who's going to give that 2% extra? Many times I've seen some packets coming to me where they are saying, oh, you know, we're going to give you 90% of the cash flow just to make the numbers work. And how could they survive on 10%? I just don't understand that. How could you get 10% for the next five years, you know, and really be able to tackle? the property and operations and everything and not get paid so little, you know? So the big thing is to kind of sit on the sideline a little bit, but be ready for some good investment. Just in my case, just to be very fair with you and with your audience, we purchased two assets about a year back and both have gone in value. One has gone in value by $3 million. I could sell it today. It will give me, I paid $12 million. I can sell it for $15 million, even $16 million, but I'm not going to sell it. The thing is that new people coming into the line, they say, we want it. It's got 98% occupancy, good track record, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, we need to diversify. We need to go into more markets. Like I mentioned, we are going to Jacksonville. We are going to Orlando, Tampa. I love all three right there. Knoxville, Lexington, Louisville, Kentucky. We are looking into Ohio, Cincinnati, because I'm more on that side. And then on the East Coast, still looking in the triangle and things like that in North Carolina.
1: That's interesting. I mean, I've seen a lot of that myself and looking at other folks' deals is, you're right, maybe a silly cap rate assumption on the exit, or they're assuming their rent growth rate after they stabilize the property is, you know, maybe 3%, but the market rate itself in your particular area might be 2%. Well, that's a huge difference when you look at it in terms of the return. So yeah, I mean, we are at a point where it's getting a lot harder to find true value add opportunities. And a lot of the low hanging fruit has been picked. And yeah, absolutely. Once that PPM is signed and the money's wired, it's gone.
0: It's gone, you know, and that is the main, main thing is to see the track record i mean that is the number one thing i will say to the passive investors don't give away your money until you're totally sure show the packet backward frontward everything to as many people you know to get their opinion you know your cpa your attorneys your confidant your pastor you know and some people in your family who know what this is about and so forth before investing money
1: yeah yeah absolutely so These new markets that you're getting into, you know, what do you like about them the most? And underlying that, what are you looking for in these particular markets or, you know, other markets you've invested in the past? What piques your interest in those markets rather than others?
0: Sure, Taylor. I mean, the biggest thing about any emerging market or any MSA's path of progress is another word we call it. You know, within the MSA, we'll see that the Southeast is growing better. Then the Northeast and so forth. What we find is that the jobs, jobs, jobs as a syndicator, me for the last 14 years, that's what I've gone after to see the prospects of where the unemployment rate is. What other businesses are moving into that area? What's driving the population? Because the more jobs are coming, more opportunities, more household will be needing to find rents and rental space or home ownership so we look at lots of great factors about the demographics we look at the products online with the building permits about the next 5 years we look at what other big boxes are moving in what restaurants starbucks things like that so it's all dependent on what's the not just one employer that should dominate the market at least 3 you know employers should dominate and also to see that where the market comparison is with the rents also. That's a huge part. And then the, of course, everybody, all syndicators look for value plays. That's the other part we look for also. If it's a management value play, if it's the curve appeal, or we can do some minor renovations into the properties. Our company, Monil Investment Group and Management Group, we are moving more into the B class assets now, you know, B to B plus assets. With higher ticket items so that we can have less deferred maintenance and things like that. So I think in one line, if I may say the quality of our research is even bigger now and we look for lots of great factors about the, you know, market, neighborhood, the rent comparisons and lots of other things that we can look into. The biggest thing is to see how as a syndicator, see, you cannot face if a market goes down. So it's very necessary that we spend a lot of time to come up with that segment, those zip codes, where we want to purchase in a particular market. And then we start building relationships with the brokers in that zip code.
1: Mm, Okay. I like the sound of that. We're going to take a quick break for our sponsor. What is the best investment you've ever made?
0: You know, the very best investment, oh my gosh, wait a minute, that was my single family home. <laughs> 32 years back, we put down $11,500 and we purchased a single family home in the Central Valley, right here in California, for 65100 Can you believe wow. I remember all these numbers? And that one single family home three bedroom home went to three hundred fourteen thousand dollar <laughs>
1: Wow, three
0: hundred fourteen minus you know my eleven thousand look at the in you know, increase then we refinanced it many years back. I think we carried that loan for twenty five years. We pulled out two hundred ninety thousand dollar out of or oh, two seventy i think two hundred seventy thousand at three percent or 3.25 for 25 years. And we just sold that property last year.
1: <laughs> nice. Had you been using it as a rental property or living in it?
0: Rental, for sure. Nice. For sure, rental. And it was pretty neat. You know, we got deductions, tax deductions and everything. The other one I can think of in multifamily, if you would like to say my best investment, I would say the one that we just gave 39% IRR. That was very much up there. I did another one in Odessa area, Vinavista Garden, 109 units. That was our first property too. By the way, the big property we bought, 14 units was our first one. Second one was this 109 units and 101 storage units for 2.4 million. We sold it for 5 million and gave great cash flows. My investors made 43.3 percent IRR in that one. So wow. they were very very happy. Also. Because we gave them higher cash flow, we gave them 70-30 split rather than 65-35 because that was our very first one. So I'd like to say to your audience, don't be greedy. Don't be greedy for your first one or second one even, you know, one or two. You want to take care of the investors. So give higher percentage so that they could get great returns, especially in this market. We have to do that, you know. And keep little bit for you, not as little as seven percent, but try to give only, you know, 70, 30 or 75, 25, so that you can make some money too. That way your investors will love you. And that's how we started from zero investor to six investors to sixteen to twenty-six to forty-six to eighty-six, and we have hundred twenty-six or so right now.
1: Wow. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty exciting. And I like about the Single-family property. It sounded like that was the first rental property you purchased.
0: Yes, very first one, very first one. It was brand new home that was built in Central Valley. And as a matter of fact, oh my god, this is so funny. I also <laughs> invested passively. I got to tell you, your audience now, same amount, ten or twelve thousand, into a apartment complex, hundred sixty-five units in Reno, Nevada. But Ooh. I was limited partner. But the general partners were crooks. Oh! I hope they don't listen to me. (laughs) But you know, they just didn't want to give us. They gave us a little bit cash flow first quarter. After that, for two years, nothing. Nothing was given to us. And then we thought we lost our money. By the way, and lo and behold, at the end, after two and a half years or something, we got our just the money back. What we invested. That's all. So. That was a good thing for me to understand, you know, hey, you've got to be the best caretaker of somebody else's money, and you know we do appointments, and my all the investors they come to the meetings every quarter, we do live zoom meetings, we record them in live, and we give you know recording to the investors who couldn't make it and who were there also, so that way there is a more transparency is so important in any business we do integrity, honesty trustworthiness and transparency is so so important that's why you know Monil investment group and ideal investment group the other two companies i've owned and president and then the ceo of these two and then my academy i have five companies you know total wow
1: all right so you know we might have touched on it but the next question what is the worst investment you've ever made
0: oh worst investment worst investment you know, I would say I have not lost anybody's money yet for 14 years, right? But I think it's nice. going to happen now in 2019. I apologize to my investors. I've been meeting with them. But the market has taken a turn downward in one of the, you know, areas we invested about a couple of years back. We are trying to get deals made so that we could lose only 5%, you know, or 9 to 10%, you know. and my investors have gotten, I think, about nine or ten percent in cash flow. So once we lose this nine or ten or twelve percent, it's going to be like break-even thing. So that will be my worst one so far, you know. And I hope Touchwood, <laughs> you know, I don't lose any more money because that's not a good thing for me or for my investors. We have a very stellar record so far. 18 to 26% IRR every year. So that's not too bad. In the highs, we have gone to 69, 43.3, I just mentioned, and then 39 and so on, you know, but haven't lost a dime yet. But looks like it's, I'm going to lose a little bit money for my investors and us also.
1: Wow. Well, that stinks. Is there an underlying cause? Is it just the market turn and cap rates are higher than you plan on the exit?
0: You know, so true. No, 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 not cap rate or anything at all. It was just that when we met with the Chamber of Commerce and Mayor and everybody, and you know, all the reports were going very, very strong about this area. And when I went there, Taylor knew motels were being built. Look at that. So, motels were being built, restaurants were opening up, and we were told that all this is because of the pent up demand for housing, you know. And that's why I took two, three months of my time to, I don't like very, very small markets, to be truthful. I like to be near to bigger markets, you know. But this way, there was not too much product in the near to the bigger market. So I ended up buying three properties I bought at one time. So I'm in mean, different, different properties. I sold one at a profit, bought for 4 million, sold for 5.225, I just sold it. So that was a good thing. So that is in the same LLC that owns these other two, by the way. So just to let you know, you know, so I was able to, because my investors were saying, Vinny, my gosh, you sell out so quickly. We don't even get to get in your deal. So that's when I decided about five years back, maybe or so to start doing Monil Duo and Monil Tri. So in other words, I'll buy two properties together under the same umbrella, and then the PPM will be given by the top company, the duo, or Monil try three properties under the umbrella, but the money will come into the top level, then a lot more people can own it. That's how.
1: Mm, Okay, interesting. What is the most important lesson you've learned in investing?
0: You know, the most important lesson, I think if I look back at it, is that the having a right team partner is so, so important. You know, a lot of things don't go your way. And many times there are conflicts of interest, the maturity level or the handling of the things. And I've just seen in my case, I admire my old company still is in business and we are wrapping up 14 properties we bought. We have sold everything but two now, just two are left, 12 are sold. And I just saw myself flying like, you know, like an eagle when I started my Monil Investment Group only three and a half years back. And we have done extensive growth in just three and a half years in the new company, which took me like six, seven years in the old company. So it's good to have great partners with the like-minded people who are really driven. The other advice I would like to give, not to get too many people in the parent company, I would like to highly recommend. A lot of my students ask me. They say, "Vinny, I want an, I'm an underwriting expert. I want a financial. I want researcher. I want this. I want that." I say, "You know what? How are you going to pay for them? You know. So it's good to have just one or two, two people. One and one, two. It's not two. It's eleven. I say, <laughs> you know, because then you can make decisions faster. You are can." being accountability, you can divide up your jobs. It's not that hard. Syndication business is not a gorilla. That's what I teach in my academy. A lot of people feel like it's a big gorilla. We can't really conquer it. I feel like it's so simple. It's very simple. The thing is that you got to spin those plates. I talk about five plates, you know, in my ebook. I would love to send ebook to your listeners if they will just reach out to me and I've written some more blog articles and lots of different things in my academy.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. Where can they get it?
0: Oh, sure. You know, if they just text the word syndication, syndication, S-Y-N-D-I-C-A-T-I-O-N, to 474747. So it's three times, 474747. If they just text the word syndication, love to get in their hands some great free stuff, Lots of my ebooks, all free, and then even give them a lot more insight into my academy, which is very reasonable academy, but I teach so much stuff and so many group sessions I do. And also they get all the templates I've designed over 12 years. So in my academy, I provide them templates, PowerPoints, Word documents, PDF documents, everything that we have designed, and we manage our assets also. That's the good part about in our company, always 12 years, we have bought every asset, acquired, I've earned the loan from start to finish, and then we acquired the day of the closing, and then we ran those assets also, 26 of them we have run, and now we are into 27, 28, 29, like that. So they will get to learn everything in my mind and my skills and everything, yeah.
1: (laughs) Wow, that's awesome. So, I feel like you already mentioned it, but is that the best way for people to get in touch with you to pick up the ebook and then kind of run from there?
0: Oh, yeah, sure. They could text the word syndication to 474747, or they could go to www.monilinvest.com. That is, Monil is our kid's name, Monica and Neil. We combine ah. the two <laughs> to leave a legacy when we go up into heaven, hopefully into the heaven. You know, we would like to leave the Monil name brand behind. Monica, M O N E I L. So Neil is N E I L. So that's Monil, M O N E I L. Invest, just like the word invest.com. You can come there. There are great, great articles there. They could learn a lot of things. And then also Vinny Chopra, that's my personal website, which has got a lot of my podcast interviews. Lots of great stuff. There are links to go to my academy, which is multifamily syndicationacademy.com or multifamilyacademy.com. So, those are the ones. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Lots of ways to get in touch. And, you know, we can all definitely stand to learn a lot from you. So, that's very exciting. Well, Vinny, thank you for joining us today on Passive Wealth Strategies for Busy Professionals. To everyone out there listening, thank you for tuning in. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a rating and a comment on iTunes. That's a very big help, uh, and we'd certainly appreciate it. And if you know anyone that could stand to benefit from learning all of this advice related to syndication and real asset investing, all those great things, please invite them, bring them into the show, You know, tell them about it, and send them a link, and share with them so that we can help raise their vote as well. For now, I'm your host, Taylor Lote. And I thank you for tuning in once again, and I hope you have a great week.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much.